What? Bro, yeah, 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 I don't know why they keep doing that. But yeah, I'll be ready. Fam, can you imagine? It wasn't even a documentary, fam. It was a book he said. Yeah, it was a book. It was even a book or the video. Can we, yeah. Free Kyrie. Cow, is you ready? Free Kyrie. Oh, man. All right, cool. Smack, is you ready? Four. Kill, kill, kill. Calico. Three. Harlem Hospital's giving Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 One day. I said the tension thicker the German guard. Alright. Three. Two. No, one day they're gonna do it. One day what? Yeah, no, RT, 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 RT. One day. Because I'm just gonna refuse. Alright, I'm ready. Yeah, 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 What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 81 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys Peter. Yo. Mohammed. You know. Myself, Yemi. Today we have a special guest, a returning guest, big bro, family. Welcome back, Abby Hade. Today. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me back. Am I like record? Uh, I have the record now. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. I don't yeah. chase records. Records chase me. Oh, Yuck. <laughs> shout out CR Seven. No, we ain't shouting out. CR Thirty Seven. CR Thirty Seven. No, but yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Eighty One, boy. Jesus. Yeah, man. Big up you, man. Big up you, man. Working, yeah, man. For sure. Boys, how you doing? Hey, man. All, all, all glory to the most high. Always, always. God is good all the time. God, God is good, good all the time. time. God is there good. we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Very good. All praise to the most high. Yeah, I'm Shout out Drake's in the cut as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Drake's. How you doing? Come on. All good, man. All good. All the better for seeing you, man. But yeah, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in, whether you're listening on DSPs or you're watching on YouTube. Shout out to the YouTube crew. Spot- <laughs> thank you. Spot- DSPs only happens on you. Thank you. Uh, the Spotify crew. <laughs> the SoundCloud crew. Come on. The uh, Apple Podcast crew. Yeah, yeah. The Amazon Music crew. And every other crew. And AbLib. Always. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And big up all the other crews out there. Um, we're just going to get straight into it. Uh, today's episode is going to be centered mainly around the UK. And a lot of the topics are basically um, fan suggestions, basically. We had a couple of, well, I actually had one um, request from a fan to basically cover a couple of topics. So shout out to Dino, who was the, the guy who sent us over some uh, some topics. So the first topic we're going to cover, is, and is one that he suggested, was basically talking about the golden era of mixtapes in the UK. Um, this is around maybe like 05, 06 to about what, uh, 2013, 2014, when kind of mixtapes were kind of all the rage. They were getting dropped on a on <laughs> very mad uh, mm-hmm. level, like back then, like loads of different like people who were setting pace mm-hmm. um, all around London, all around the UK. Um, and it's something that hasn't really been documented all that much as far as like history in the UK. And it is a very important um, part of like rap in this country's history as far as like before the scene kind of blew up like post like that's not me german whip shut down there was that period of time where you know there were a lot of like underground rappers dropping a lot of heat um and yeah we kind of just want to 
shine light on that today. I do want to spend a shout out to um, Mike Check, which is a publication that actually named us one of um, one fi- five upcoming podcasts. Um, they've actually big up, salute, big up Mike Check. They actually did a piece on this era of uh, of UK rap. So shout out to them. Um, I'll drop a link to the article in the descriptions. But um, yeah, boys, golden era of mixtapes in the UK. What a time. Mm. What do you remember of it? It was dark. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I, mean, I think if we're looking at like, I think my, if we're, wait, commercially, it was a very dark time because I think that's, it feels like that's when everyone was attempting to blow. It feels like that's when the Rolex suites were coming out and you was seeing Tinchy and Tyro Cruz doing their thing and that. If, <laughs> if, my, if the timeline's correct. Sunglasses at night. Yeah, man. So it, it felt yeah. like a, a pretty dark time, like on a, on a, on a mainstream level. Um, underground though, I think I had actually checked out. So I, I kind of missed the golden era. I had to go back. But I remember a lot of, because I think we're looking at like 08, 09 times, which is when I was getting ready to go to uni and that. Um, yeah, man, it, it just, that was when road rap was really, was really becoming like a proper thing. Um, and yeah, man, it was, you can definitely see the influence from what was happening then to what ended up happening now as far as like the drill and that. Um, but yeah, I was, I was later on like the actual road raps thing and like the golden era of those mixtapes. And a lot of the tapes that I think would be considered within the golden era. And I even questioned when the golden era was. The, what, the ones that I would have put in it, from what I've seen online and stuff, weren't put in it. Cause I would have put like mm. a retrospective by Rich within that, but it wasn't really listed like that. Mm. So it was kind of interesting on how you guys identify with what the golden era even was. Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely like different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think generally around the time when Grime had, was basically popular and then was starting to, people were starting to transition to like kind of more electro pop, like Skepta, Tiny, Tinchy and all that, that then kind of left the void where that kind of like underground Grime scene kind of was. And even though it was still going, P Money, GME, mm-hmm. there was also this void for kind of more, I suppose, street rap mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then that's where people like Joe Black, people like Squeaks, people, mm-hmm. people like that kind of till that void. So K Coke, mm-hmm. they kind of they, they kind of fill that void. Mm-hmm. So I think the golden era, you could really put it. I kind of put it as like between like 06, because then you have like Wiley Tunnel Vision, you have like Rough Squads, Guns N' Roses collection as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. to about 2014, where you know Tion Wayne dropping Wayne's World, uh, Scraps 80s Baby Nines. Nines and all the Church Road stuff as well. I think there's it's different. I, I had think two I, though. I had yeah, yeah. I, I, had, the error, the error, I had the two. error in conversation yeah. is where this has to start. Because to your point, yeah, you got yeah. split. You got yeah, have, you that have split. to split have it that because because yeah. I don't look at Joe Black and Nines. Yeah, and don't forget in that first error as well, there was a lot of like the absolutely essential compilation mixtapes as well. So mm. you're talking about like Lord of the Decks, mm. Lord of the Mics, Risky Roads, all of them as well, and they were circling around the same time. Guns and Roses from Rough Squad and them mm. man were also doing their thing. And don't forget as well, like none of the none of the uh, artists who went on to then be big had been really signed yet at that era. Mm. So that's kind of what all their output was for the most part, right? They all had mixtapes before, like Kano then had Home Sweet Home and the like. So that era, I think, is completely separate yeah. to what then came in yeah, that yeah. second generation of mixtapes before the big corporations then said, you can't use our beats and the mixtape era died. A slow death. <laughs> to one way to put it. <laughs> but I, w- I would have given it from like 08 to like 2011. Now look at from it. Sorry. No, go on. I was going to say it's more. I was going to say 06. And mm. the reason why I say it's 06 is because 
I remember like ran year ten times. We were still using LimeWire to download whatever we needed to, and then the website just started building. Mm-hmm. Too I would early, say, man. I would Too say, early, bro. Because well, I think, well, well, six, yeah, how do you define a golden era? The pit. I mean, when it was a that period of time where when it was the best pinnacle, stuff yeah, out. it was a start. And I think I agree with the whole first golden era, second golden era, because mm. the first golden era is kind of more like grime, mm. rough squad, yeah. and all that, so yeah. Tunnel Vision, Wiley, and all that. And then the second era is, is road rap, mm. and it's like Tion, it's Nines, it's if you want to put like people like Roadside, Banks Roadside, and, no, man. and yeah, all that, all that, like you could probably put that in that. I would have still well. said they were a bit before. So that because when because what I've got, I've no, got they're probably, probably they're probably the first. Yeah, no, they were better than the first four. Gigs was yeah, yeah, Gigs yeah, yeah, was all yeah, yeah. seven, right? Gigs and Gigs, Hardbody yeah. was but Gigs yeah. and Roadside. They yeah. were same generation. That was like all seven times. So I don't look at all seven and a T on with. There's no way that's the same. No, but, but what I'm saying, yeah, like, they were. But that's yeah. that's where it becomes a bit techie for me because in my mind, I've got them a bit before. before. I got Roadside yeah, G's yeah, before Gigs, just a little bit, and I feel like when Gigs really started dropping the tapes that would influence things later, for me, that's where. I mark it by that year, and that was like around 2007. That's why I wouldn't have put Roadside G's within that, because I felt like they were kind of doing it just a bit before. Mm-mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? That's fair. I'm just trying to Google when uh, Roadside G's dropped their first tape, because I'm pretty sure it was, a, it might have been even before. It might have been like yeah. 05, 06 yeah. type time. But I wouldn't have counted that as Golden Era though, man, because I feel like they were the only ones really doing 05, it. 05, I wouldn't count. To a high level. Like I know Blade Brown and Giggs made, was it 07? Yeah, I think that's a that's to era, me. Though. That's when, yeah, oh, you said 07. Yeah, I would have said, I think 07 yeah. retrospective, and that's when it started bubbling. I don't include 07. retrospective in that, though. What year did retrospective come out? 08? Uh, because it's first year college time. 08, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's I would have said, no, nah, because I'm thinking of road rap. Yeah, oh, but I'm, oh, road about, rap, I'm thinking of specifically road rap. What about mixtapes in general, though? So you want to be inclusive and I'm talking about mixtapes. I'm talking about just when mixtapes. Well, like I said, like the first golden era, like maybe yeah. like 06 to 08 was probably more grime. grime. Yeah. And then maybe 08 to like 2013, 14. When, when, that's more, six, that's nine, six, when 696 got grime the fuck out of here, Precisely. it became a rap thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'd probably say that. And in between six and eight, you have gigs and hard body. You have, you have mm. the grime stuff as well. Mm, mm, mm. And then you have more of the people do repping road rap a little bit later mm. in like 08, 09 to about 13, 14. So I think if we're going to do it that way, I mm. think that's the most accurate way to do it because mm. there was a shift. There was a shift, obviously, as grime heads went more poppy yeah. and then there was more real rap to go mm. around. Mm. Um, and that's when the second era kind of comes in. Mm. Makes sense. But 07 was the first year I could remember though. Mm. Teacher Training Day came out of year. So I get what you mean. You just got to depend how you divvy up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I think that era is more so defined by road rap, as far as like, yeah, as far as how much Definitely. was being released and Definitely. how many artists came yeah. through at that yeah. time. So I think if you're gonna call it that, then that's that's like fairly yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot there. Mm. I mean, I haven't in anywhere near scratched the surface of that era. Um, I'm still working my way through it. Mm. Um, what are some of kind of your favorite like artists or mixtapes from that era? Because a lot of them, especially now in the age of streaming, where a lot of these mixtapes aren't even on mm. um, like Spotify or streaming services, it's a lot harder for mm. you to obtain them. Um, you can't, it's kind of a thing where you, you kind of had to be there, yeah. sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, being at the market, buying physical yeah. you know, CDs and you know, playing them like that. So it was very much a unique time yeah. as well, because we were still depending on that kind of way of spreading the word and yeah. consuming the music. So who were some of your favorite artists from that time? I remember Retch, Retrospective, that, that made a massive impression on me. Um, Be cool was on that, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think just 
from my friends, because a lot of these artists I weren't really into, apart from like gigs, I weren't really into the others. But the people I had around me, they were heavily into like the Joe Blacks with Billionaire and Benny Banks from Patiently Waiting and Young's Turf and Blade Brown and that. And they all, from from what I've been told, they all dropped like pinnacle mixtapes around that time. And that's why I was referring to like road rap and wanting to specify more on road no, rap. I agree with you. It seemed like all of them man were just coming out around the same time. Not even coming out around the same time, but releasing like important bodies of works around the same time. And that's why, like you said, I think I kind of note the golden period from that from that particular period. But yeah, some of those tapes were yeah, very, very important, I think, for what is even going on today. Absolutely. Yeah. I would sorry. No, could you? I was gonna say, yeah, I echo everyone you said. Mm, mm, the mm. one mixtape that always it's gonna sound typical, innit? But I remember literally the old seven teachers training day, right? Mm. And teachers training day was the first mixtape I think I heard when it came out all seven. I was like, mm. this is fucking phenomenal. Mm. And he had a you know punctuation. Mm. Well, yeah, that's something you just gotta do the fuck. That was on it as well. And I was like, yeah, this is this is alien. Mm. So I'll say, yeah, oh seven, oh eight. Mm. That's when I really started mm. getting into it. Gigs walk in the park, man. Yeah. Both. Mm. Walk in the park. Yeah. Like everybody talks about talking the hardest, obviously is his biggest song, but like there's a song on there called <coughs> <laughs> Which for me was the single greatest like, road rap song ever. Mm. Like honestly, I, every single time I heard it, I'd want to smash everything around <laughs> me. Like um kind of scary. He was scary. Mm-hmm. And it was close to home, isn't it? Because mm. <laughs> we, we knew him, we knew his family, we knew all the stories. Like so it was super close to home and it felt even more authentic for that reason. Mm. Um but yeah, definitely scary. Um but that was that for me was 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 a huge huge moment. Nothing really was the same. You had some like, artists like I think that was around the time when like Young's Teflon was really doing his thing as well. He was coming through as well. I can't remember the name of his first mixtape, but Shout Out Bolo. But he was like early on it. Young's mm-hmm. Teflon. Mm-hmm. Tell me about him. Um, but at the same time, around that time, you still had people like Kano like dropping like albums. Sorry, mixtapes which beats were and very, bars. yeah beats and yeah. bars and all of that stuff which were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember he did a couple of songs which didn't actually find a home um, in terms of like an official mixtape. But he just like dropped some amazing videos for. Um, there was that amazing song that he did with like uh, Wretch and Wiley and Scorcher. Um, which think was, I was later. Hmm? I think I was later. What was it called? Shit, but no, no, I get it. But like around that time where there were a lot more Lucy's as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, like the one that sticks out is is, is gigs walking in the park. Mm. Um, if we're talking about that first era, I was obsessed with those compilations, uh, those grime compilations. I, I was obsessed, right? Like mm. Lord of the Decks Volume Three, for example, where you get like one-off Lucy's from artists like Scratchy, and you get like that Sidewinder track, which basically had everyone like Wiley on it. You had Ross God on it. People like Shifty got a little eight bar on there from Rough Squad. Um, I loved those compilations. Mm. Um, and shout out how they packaged it back in the day as well, because it was like the DVDs so you could watch the battles and you get the CDs as well. It costs a little bit of money, but like shout out anybody who's still got one of those as well, because they, they should be worth quite a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, that second era, for me, it was pretty much dominated by, by Southeast London. <laughs> no, the second era was was probably south for me because that was when I became a massive judge of mm. Soulset. Mm. That was part yeah, of that yeah. twenty. PDC level. man, shout out the PDC. Illegal downloads. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when that's when I became a heavy yeah, judge yeah, yeah. fan. Yeah. So that was yeah. the second. I was very much Tottenham that first because it's all you know. Shock. So that no, but it's all you know. The same way you listen to gigs, it's because plus North London were doing bits. Yeah, Joe Black, Benny Banks. It's normal. Um, I'm joking, I'm joking. But you get what I mean though. The first when you the, when you first find out about something, it's very much locally. Mm-hmm. Who's making noise where you are. And then when I started, when I heard Jar Jar Souls, I remember that second time was stupid. Mm. I like it was stupid. Because mm. I believe yeah. everything you said as well. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think made that era so special? It was authentic. Yeah. 
everyone was hungry. Yeah, everyone was hungry. It was very much an authentic, accurate depiction of their circumstances, and people felt it. People very much felt it. They felt you're you're right, but I'll take it one step further. Having to chase these mixtapes down, having to search for these mixtapes, having to source them through like random means, having to have your 56k modem struggle through like downloading. <laughs> it was a drug deal. <laughs> Men that when you had it, you valued it. I know it's nuts. And you bumped it. Mm. You forensically understood the album from the start to the finish. Every bar, when every single feature comes in. Like the connection that we had to the music then was just different. like was just completely different. Do you remember how you had to burn a CD to, L- give it to someone L- else? Literally, you had to burn. You it had to, to be invested. You had to be invested in your artists and their albums and stuff back then because mm. otherwise you just weren't gonna hear that shit. Mm. So I think that's what made it. That's what made it because it was just like you felt like, and like this must be what it felt like in in the uh, at, at the start of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know, in New York, mm. where you're like, hey, you heard this tape. Mm give the guy a tape and then they come back to you next week because mm. they ain't got mobiles or anything mm. like yo that tape you gave me you know that's kind of what we can that's liken we it to we lived you know what i mean we, lived mm. we were able to go home with our cd we had a cd player we play it at home when our parents went to church or whatever because we couldn't listen to that uh that ridiculous music uh in the house um but we we really <laughs> we took it in man we breathed it we lived it um yeah, yeah that, i think that's what made it important. that kind of analog era that kind of caught uh lightning in a bottle in a sense of like being so close to these people that we consider like legends now, mm. and they were doing their thing like on the roads, mm. like all that stuff, uh, as far as like shifting the music and just basically being very, very productive as well. Like no label backing, no nothing, just sp- going to a studio, spitting bars, dropping the tape, and that's it, sort of thing. So it was very much that kind of fervor around it that kind of created a buzz. And to an earlier point you made, I feel like it very much was like early building blocks for what the scene would become, mm. because a lot of like statements were made in that era like k coke he signed it, yeah, sort of thing. and that yeah. kind of that kind of opens up the idea of like kind of more like cross-national like link-ups and stuff nice. um benny banks did a song that was on the fast and furious soundtrack sort mm-hmm. of thing so there was strides being made even if those names aren't necessarily as big as they maybe should be mm-hmm. but it was they were opening up the possibilities for what could happen it was kind of a blessing in disguise as far as like the labels not really like making it easy to be signed because it meant that you had to be hungry and you had to really care about your craft and hone your craft and that. And I think it's actually, <laughs> looking back now, it's like, all right, it was probably good that the scene kind of weren't really fucking with a lot no, of No, we needed artists. that. But the thing is though, like when you, de- when you really think about that era though, when you think about the people who actually managed to get to the commercial level, it took a as, minute, as far, yeah, but as far as like a representation of like who the best underground rappers were, it's not like they picked the the most commercially viable people. Kano happened to be like this pretty boy who could spit ridiculously, yeah. but he was still one of the best. Yeah. Tinsley Strider was still phenomenal. Mm. So the people who actually went to the commercial level were actually the some of the best in the scene. Mm. So it was actually nothing to really be ashamed of. But the problem is, is that they were forced to make it's a type, type of music yeah, exactly. that they made. So like, I I think looking back on that period, obviously it's, it's unfortunate the music that came out, but what I will say is that like commercial rap at that stage was very much in its infancy. They didn't understand mm. it, right? They didn't trust the artists to make the type of music they wanted to. But one thing that we can look, we can look back on, on with pride is that like, there weren't no Mickey Mouse artists that went through. Even mm. even Tiny Tempo, who was arguably the, the biggest one during that time, still had some smashes on the underground. You know mm. what I mean? Like Y Freedom and all of that. He wasn't Chip, like- Chip as well. Yeah, Chip, yeah, you know Chip. what I mean? Like Chip is still to me, like one of the best grime rappers ever. Like 
one of the best grime artists ever. Um, but yeah, like it's um, I don't look back on that period as like one of embarrassment. I feel like we, I think that's actually a vital part of the history. I think it's a vital it piece. I think it it's is. one of the Skepta got through as well, yeah, but and again, look at Skepta now. It's like, one of the biggest. They didn't actually make mistakes, yeah. Like they didn't yeah. actually make mistakes with the people who made it, like because they're still now the legends. I think it's almost, you know, when you just hear stories from back in the day. It's like it's like you said, if it was in America in the early nineties. Like I remember grabbing teachers training day off Rich mm. Saturday, guy in MPK to play football. Rich and Scorcher are there. <laughs> Bro, I play football with Scorcher as well. How nuts it is! <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to my school to kick ball for banner on a Saturday, yeah. and I'm. Listen to this guy's mixtape yeah, the whole week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, you might not just right here. Mm. But it's because it was still in its infancy stage and mm. seeing where he is now and where Scorcher is mm. and how we revere these guys. I look back at it, Brian, man. Mm. I'll be honest with you, like, to say you was there at the start of something, you've got to appreciate that. Bro. So how do you man judge like artists like Krepton Conan, for instance, and they had like I think um Red Rum Volume One back to in the like, we didn't mention them and all of us. Yeah, back in like well. back yeah, in like oh yeah, eight yeah, and that. But when you when when you look at what they went on to do as far as the type of music they were making, do you look at them with a bit of a slight? Before and, I, I, and, I think, and I think that speaks to a wider point as far as the music you're making when you're hungry to get signed on the mixtape grind and that, and then the music you end up making when you start making the album. Why do we look at it as a bit of a slight when sounds get diluted a bit more or maybe the music just isn't as good or the skill isn't as good? I, I just want to start by saying shout out Krepton Conan who have managed to get out of their deal. Yeah, we got after going low um, for a few years. Um, label years. fuckery is no jokes. So yeah. Shout out them for real. But you were saying? I think with Krepton Conan, I think they're a very special case because although, you know, obviously Freak of the Week and, you know, don't waste my time. I feel like listening to their music before and after, it's all kind of in the same world. I don't think they really Pixel. had to. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, think they really had to change much. Ah, if you look at G, I think it's like they took stairs rather than they like climbed up a flipping ladder at 100 miles an hour, sort mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. I think it was a slight progression rather than just be like, I'm making grime one day and I'm doing flipping Rolex sweep the next. But they've always stayed within the same, it's like you said, within the same realm. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Yeah, and they've the done that while breaking them. records. Yeah, like I've never looked at them before you've took a. Complete left turn. I've always kind of man. Like, yeah, you stay where you're I think they're special. That Otis, man. That Otis, Otis. Yeah, remember that, that weekend? That was a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a that was moment. moment. They, they, they beat. They beat the original views. Supposedly. Yeah, yeah I think. I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they, because they beat. It, the it did so they, well. They it caught it. the yeah. attention yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah, take this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember Crypto. One of them had a man. And it was all because. And it was literally all because they added. They hit the option monetize. So you know when you upload a video, oh, yeah. you can yeah, yeah. you can say this is open for ads yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is not open for ads. You can choose that as the uploader because they went monetary. That's why they were allowed to take it down. That's mm. why they got screwed. Because mm. mm. back in the day, then like you still weren't. It wasn't really as like strict on like copyright mm. infringement. And again, they're like UK rappers. They're not looking out for us. You know what I mean? Mm. But you know, I didn't so catch Captain Corner off a mixtape. Just seen as we talked. The first time I caught Captain Corner was the Thing Freestyle. Was it Link Up? Was it Link Up TV? Where they're, they're doing a freestyle that. Damn near a decade ago, and I feel oh, like it was the freestyle that really crossed them over. Oh, no. But it was a freestyle that's the first time they came across. I caught them early when they were like gypsy and things like that. Man. Yeah. I caught them very, very early. I caught them late. Uh, I'm not even late. I caught them. You and Emmanuel actually. Yeah. Yeah. Emmanuel got into Krypton kind of early. Yeah. Mm. Sneakball as well. Yeah. Mm. Sneakball needs, needs his props as well mm. for this era. He's this generation because he was doing something. He, he was he was kind of doing road rap. But he was kind of also doing his own thing. It was the jet ski wave, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was doing. He's kind of doing his own. He's thing. their chief Keith. I don't know if that makes sense, but it made sense in my head. <laughs> I feel you. Like, I hear it. I feel you. I hear it. I hear it. No, I hear it. I hear it. I do hear it. But yeah, I think that's they're they're very much a special case. But but there is something about the transition from mixtapes to albums that 
is but I don't is know, your, man. There are no bro. There are just no rules when you make a mixtape. And it's your fans get bigger. There, there are no rules. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Say if you're selling two hundred mixtapes, mm. then your album does a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know how many fans now you've got? A yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm. and there are no fundamentally in the actual creative process. You want your album to be much more glossy, much more elevated, much more professional sounding, much more commercial. Everything to be more concise. Tracks to be shorter. Etc. 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 And you want to sell more, like you, and you want to sell more. So, like, yes, there's an element of like, you know, we were talking about it in the uh, in the review before about Drake's thing. Um, when you go from mixtape to very successful mixtape, therefore successful artist on the up and up to making an album, everything that you've been trying to work towards, you you're on the way to already achieving. Mm. So in your mind, things are already sort of changing. The things that you're exposed to are a little bit changing. If you've never traveled to Dubai before when you're in mixtape mode, but you've done five <laughs> trips to Dubai to tour your thing, mm. naturally the, two thing, the thing, the perspectives that you have is gonna change. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, it goes without saying, like the best artists are able to slowly walk the fans through that transition as well, yeah. right? Like you don't want to alienate your listeners, um, like going from the, J. Cole, I was trying to bust to like, mm. I've bust now and I'm like buying all of the expensive cars. Not that J. J. Cole ever said that stuff, but mm. you, you have to walk your fans through it. But yeah, man, in your mind, like if things change, if your tax bracket changes, if, mm. you're, if you go from having like a barber that you have to queue for to a barber who flies out to you wherever you are it's in the middle of the world, it's a different <laughs> kind of life. Like you got to talk about it. I mean, and really and truly, I think a lot of the people that we consider legends from that era if they were to do a debut album, which a lot of them didn't, I mean, I think Squeaks is in prison now. Like a lot of them couldn't. Is he out? I think he's still. I, I don't know, but mm. I yeah. think he might still be. Um, I don't know if any of them could have made that leap, really and truly, made for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, mm. the type of content they were making, maybe they were too real with it, mm. and maybe labels didn't want to touch them, or maybe we, we were still in an era where it wasn't really like road rap and that mm. kind of like kind of dangerous rap in comparison mm. to like what was out at the time wasn't as attractive. They didn't want to touch it, man. Yeah, exactly. They so didn't want to touch it. As much as they were like revolutionary in a sense, unfortunately they kind of boxed themselves in as well. Mm. I mean, without without even knowing it probably. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many of them could have actually made the transition, but mm. yeah, I mean the mixtape to album transition is is a hard one. Like Crept and Conan are good examples of people who actually did it and mm. did it well and successfully. But I think in the UK especially they're very rare, I'd mm. say. Um, do you think the golden era as well kind of limited or allowed certain artists to become limited as far as what they would aspire for? Because I think with a lot of these artists, they got used to making street albums and never really elevated beyond that point. But do you see that as a good or bad? No, I think that's good. Because it's another way to eat. You can you can <sighs> constantly feed your core, yeah. give them what they want, and you know still be making money from that. Some people don't really have so, to aspire yeah. to. Uh, and you, there you go. <laughs> you know, that for me yeah. is the key of this, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Some people just want to be in their lane and stay in their lane. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Because as I, as I said, I go to artists for specific things. Mm. I mean, rarely do I go to one artist for everything. You know what I mean? So I need to, every now and again, like back in the day, go to a Blade Brown album like for a specific thing, for a mm. specific mood. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's a good thing. I think artists being true to themselves, it'd it, it look a bit funny if certain artists were like trying to differ dramatically from mm. what their what their sort of strengths are mm. we'd, we'd be able to tell in the music pretty quickly and then they'd be open for more criticism right mm. in the most critical genre in history either that or they'll <laughs> yeah either that means, or uh, yeah staying in their line is great yeah either that or if they want to transition they'll change up their sound mm. yeah. like Tion Tion was doing road rap and now he does 
he's drill with a, with, a, with a mix yeah. with a mix of like kind of UK rap esque stuff. Mm. Um, Nines, he's pretty much been doing the road rap thing, but he's a similar thing to Krypton Kona where it's kind of just been on an upward curve rather than a, a sudden jump. Fredo as well. Um, Fredo as well. Fredo Nines as well. did it really well though. Nines did it well. He did it really well. The jury's still out on Potter Paper because Potter Paper hasn't released his debut album I yet. Think he's always going to be the whole man. You reckon? You reckon? Gen- we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Whenever we'll I see. listen to Potter, I just feel like he's. If anyone's going to find it tough, I, think, I don't know why. I just feel like Potter's going to find it. Yeah, we'll why? See. Just because. Well, I mean, Gangster Writers is like one, he, one of the yeah, biggest yeah. tunes of like the year or last year. And that was kind of like, it wasn't road rap or anything. It was just like, takes the author, just mm. singing his ass off and pop you know what it is? Like, I, just feel like so I think he could probably. The more do I believe it. you, it's the more. Like, with Potter, I believe. Not saying I don't believe the rest because I do. But with him, it's like, I can see you getting in trouble. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a little bit more danger with people actually. <laughs> well, it's like with, with nines as well. <laughs> True. Because he's Mo, been, he's Mo, Mo wants to visit his favorite rappers in, in the in the in the clink. No, 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 no. In the bing. I don't wish. I don't wish. You really want? You want to? You want to do visitations of your favorite rappers? Believability. I don't want. I don't want prison on any of my rappers. Don't do that. I definitely don't do that. No, of course. I want believability. Shoot me. Mm. Without the um, oh, not shoot. <laughs> without without the golden era of like the road rap mixtapes, because obviously at the time like the scene was dark. What do you think happened? <laughs> How many times you want to say that? It was dark though, bro. <laughs> but what do you think happens? Because I feel like that energized the scene, man. Before we got the German whips and that, man, like these road rappers were carrying shit, bro. Let's keep it a buck. No, what no. happens without that? German whip, like a, a moment. Yeah, in history. yeah, yeah. really though. Yeah, bro. It At the time, yeah, man. Mentioned it a few no, times. At the time, man. It was a grime tune that said, made though. it back into the chart. I know. Like, in a high position. But was it a grime tune? Bro, it was dark, bro. It was dark. What was Tinchy doing, bro? What was Skep doing? What was Wiley? It was dark, Daisy. There was a period where it was just dark, man. But I think it's what you said. They brought the authenticity back, and I think because they brought the authenticity back in the culture. Everyone just started swaying towards that. If that makes sense. What do you think happens if we don't even get that? What if we don't get Honestly, the Joe Blacks and the Blaze Browns? Oopsie Daisy for the next six years. Bro. Oh, I don't know. Oopsie Daisy and Eddie. Oh I don't my know. I don't know. god! I, I reckon the natural cycle of music probably would have dictated it figures itself out. Yeah, I reckon it would have figured itself out because did road rap really bust? But we had a. I think. I think. Yeah, I think a lot of rappers it was that underground and it remained underground. So did it really make an impact on the yeah. mainstream? Yeah, because I think it did. That we needed that alternate. I think it did because a lot of rappers that are big today probably come from that. Mm. So without them, man, like energizing the scene or even, I guess, placing that sort of platform or forum there, I don't think a lot of the men that are like blowing today end up blowing. So the big guys who we were sort of categorized because it gave certain men a lot of confidence would be like what gigs, Tion Wayne, Heady. Fredo, so you think that them man are the legacy of the golden era, the second golden era, as you The second? No, yeah. I think you got to throw Joe Black in there, baby. Joe Black, well, K. Cole, Young, Young's Tell, solely on the mainstream Benny Banks level, yes. Yep. K. Cole, solely on the mainstream Benny level, Banks. yes. So you think that these men who are like big now, again, the Tions, et cetera, et cetera, Hades. you think that they are here because of that? Yeah, I, I think- I, They're I, here because of the Joe yeah, Blacks. I would say so, man. They're definitely here because of the Joe Blacks. It's difficult to not give them yeah, that yeah. credit, bro. You've got to give Joe Black his, he held favorite rapper because where we're gonna favorite rapper favorite rapper because other other than what was happening they influenced I would say that they influenced style but how can they have that's enough though Mm, okay right maybe but I wouldn't say that they were responsible for these guys blowing or they 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 didn't bust through the door leave the door open for the likes of Tion and their man to come through after them no they made they made a sound more acceptable what did what did Nas say I gave him a style they didn't go commercial with it Nas said, I gave you man a style for you to run with. That's what them man did. Yeah, but Nas, blade... went, but Nas went big. He yep. went big, so he was able to leave the door open. No, but what I'm taking from that bar is that Nas came in the game with a certain style and a lot of man 
kind of took from his style and used that to propel themselves. Yeah, but the missing, that's, what, that's what I'm saying about Blade Brown gigs and them, man. But the missing ingredient is that Nas's style shot to the moon. So he actually was sat at the biggest tables, at the pinnacles of the charts. So he was at a position where he could open the door up and his style worked both on the underground and the commercial level. What I'm saying is with the golden era gigs that we speak door. about, I would agree with that. Gigs open I would agree with that. So whoever we consider to be the legacy of gigs or those who influence gigs in the same way, Little Wayne opened up the door for basically every rapper today. Those are the people I would attribute to the success that we're having today more. I reckon the people like the Blade Browns, et cetera, et cetera, they may have had an influence on people's style for sure. But did they bust through the door to leave the door open for them man to blow? I'm yeah, because if, sure. if they didn't, probably not. I think all, all that would have happened to Henny like them lot is what happened to them lot. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So if yeah, you I take away Blade Brown and everyone, and then Hedy and them not start making road rap, all that's going to happen now is Hedy and them are going to be the first batch of road rap that don't go nowhere. Mm. The first batch is always going to struggle. I see what you're saying. Through. That's a good point. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So they had to do that, take the hits. And then when the second wave comes, it's, that's, that's, it's a little bit more acceptable. Yeah, yeah. That's a very strong point. The yeah, first batch is always going to find it tough, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. But it's like the cycle, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And without that generation, we might not have what drill is now. Exactly that. We might not have what, yeah. you know. So you're saying that their man. UK trap is now. Yeah, their man had to make the mistakes. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it in a pissy yeah. way. Like, their man had to sort of make the music, make it in a yeah, way yeah. that wasn't necessarily perfect for the scene, for yeah. the likes of Tion and them, man, to say, okay, it's this part of your music which works. Exactly that. That yeah. part of your music it's that doesn't exactly work, that. I'm going to yeah. leave that out. And then mix it all. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. I get that. Exactly 100%. that. Exactly. 100%. I get that. I get that. Mm. I, get that. Mm. I mean, it's hard to imagine the UK without that, that era, to be honest. Like, yeah. It would have been. I don't know if Grimes. So important, man. Yeah, I don't know if grime comes back with the same kind of intensity. Look how dark Maybe it comes back earlier. Who knows? Look how dark Peter said it was. It's similar to what was happening in America around the 2000s, man. Everything was glossier. There's a lot of dance shit. And if you had 50 on the underground doing the mixtape shit, that was important for what New York needed around <laughs> that time because of what was happening on the mainstream. Road rap here is the equivalent of that to me. I hear that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very valid as well. You can see the mirror images mm. between the timeline yeah. in America and the UK. Mm -hmm. But look, man, it's got to be said that, and you started off by saying that, like, speaking about history, it needs to be done. Like, somebody needs to, or a group of people, group of rap fans, need to do this UK hip hop slash grime slash drill, like, family tree. Like, I know yeah, you've been talking it, yeah. about, it needs to be done because it's so difficult. It's so, so, so difficult to really especially because of how not advanced internet was at the time it was popping and how, you know, because it was an underground UK scene, much of what you find out about the industries in like forums, like mm. grime and hip hop forums, right? And that doesn't really work in search engines. Like we need somebody to do the links. They need to link it all. Yeah, because, I, agree. I agree. Because this, this, this UK hip hop, UK rap, UK garage, UK grime story is, is just it's so magical. mad. It's mm. so layered. Like it's so mad. And it's like, not just about London, it's Brum, it's like, it's, it's Manchester, it's everything. Right. And we need that to happen because that I think will actually make it easier for labels and radio and the like to really understand that this is a culture. Mm. Mm. The reason why America is so or hip hop rappers are so successful in America is because America ultimately, even if they've got their problems with black people and racism, etc., they've accepted that hip hop is a culture. Mm, yeah. right? And there's less questions that are asked about why a guy rocks up to the record label offices with tattoos all over his face and mm. multicolored dreads and stuff. They just understand that this is the culture. Here, we still have people who don't understand what they're looking at because they don't understand yeah. where it's come from. Mm. 
So someone needs to do that. Like we need that family tree. Mm-hmm. There you go, Pete. I'll help with it. Like, no, no, I said I was going to come to be done. Yeah, I think it's starting, to be done. I think it's starting again. Salute to Mike Check. They've they did the history on the, this era. They've also done a piece about um, UK classic albums as well, mm-hmm. um, from like the eighties to now. So I think it's, it's starting. Yeah, it's starting. But yeah, we're definitely a long way out from mm-hmm. it. But you know, conversations like these are only gonna revive that yeah. kind we of need more docu- we, need, we need more documentaries like yeah. we need more f- like we need it all like. we just need more vi- see people talking about our yeah. yeah like 100% man. yeah I, I but with it. that on the documentary front um, I think some of the artists in question I mean I only say this because of Chip um, being sensitive when that Link Up TV uh, documentary went out that I was in mm-hmm. and it basically got taken down because he didn't like the way he was basically being um, portrayed portrayed how was he portrayed um, I think there was some kind of like drawing of him um, with a, in bed with like a, a lyric book and he was in the shower and <coughs> all kind of, I don't, I don't think he liked that. So they basically took it down, put it back up, took it back down again. So if we're going to do that, artists be less sensitive <laughs> and documentarians don't be as insulting either. Mm. So uh, there needs to be that level as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, London's small. Don't get yourself beat up. Chip will pull up. Yeah, don't get yourself beat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get yourself beat up over no doc. For sure. All right, sticking to the UK, we're going to move on to the next topic. Before you, before you carry on, I remember the last time I was on the podcast, I started by saying a big shout out to Nux and everybody Nigerian. That was and the first I, viral video on I, TikTok, by the way. Alhamdulillah. I want to shout out somebody who I found out this week is also Nigerian. Of oh course, I know what's coming. Shout out I Spice. Mm. Oh, swear. Mm-hmm. Oh, swear. Yo, what you don't know is she's claims. Like seven different countries. Oh, is it? Yeah. She says she's Nigerian. I don't she care. Doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't. Know what when they is. say they're Nigerian, they mean it. She's claimed Dominica, Puerto Rico. She's Dominican and Nigerian. Finland. Well, Shout out I Spice. <laughs> Shout out I Spice. And my fellow Nigerians. Street saying she's Ibo. By the look of. Where, where are you hearing this information? Twitter. Her Twitter timeline. She said it. <laughs> she said I'm actually Nigerian. I'm just not sure what tribe I am. Ah, okay. We can help her find out. I mean, I won't, but <laughs> I'll watch. Love Some, someone. I will watch. Me neither. While she finds herself. <laughs> I ain't even watching. It's cool. I mean, cool. Salute. You were saying? I was saying, um, <laughs> sticking to the UK. Um, that, that detour via Brooklyn <laughs> and Bikini Bottom. Which was my track of the week, oh, by the way. Yeah. It's a bop. Um, yeah, why? It's a bop. You actually like that song, Yemi? How can I lose if I'm already chose? Yo, yeah, Yemi's a unique brother. Yeah, you actually like that song. You don't have to ask my, my him. My brother's a unique brother. Chose. Yo, you don't have to ask him. Uh, you know what's mad? You know what you've done? Then I'd rather you not go. <laughs> Peter can relate to that you one. You know what he done as the song of the week? We was in Paris, innit? Yeah. And we was with the man the minute. And I'm like, yo, I don't know what Yemi's thinking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even question him. And then like, Omar oh, was man. like, that is no way. And then Daniel's with us, innit? Then he's like, yo, did Yemi really pick this? I was like, I've got to ask him why. I was like, Yemi, what was your thought process here? Hip hop is a spectrum, man. I didn't even ask. I was Hip-hop like, my brother's a unique, brother. It's a spectrum. I'm questioning it's a spectrum. Hip hop is a spectrum. You're not sickles, man. You're not actually sickles. You're not actually sickles. It's a bop, no? It's a spectrum. Well, that song. Yeah. It's a bop. You don't even believe that. No, he likes it. I mean, I picked it. No, he likes it, bro. No, I know why he picked it. 
Yeah, I feel like nothing is to be gained if we explore why Yemi picked it. <laughs> nothing on this podcast in front of all your viewers. Nothing is to be gained from getting into the truth. <laughs> all I'll say is behind this election. I, I very much support that that shout out. I back that message. 100%. Salute to Ice But back to the UK now. Um, on the While we were on the subject of uh, road rap in the UK mixtape era, uh, we kind of want to be more macro again by talking about the scene in general. Um, back in the day... Um, mm. We had a lot of ways in which artists basically cultivated their skill. You had Lord of Decks, you had Lord of the Mics. And even today, you do have like, you know, all these freestyle um, platforms, Find the Booth, you have um, Daily Duppy, you have all of these kind of platforms Fumes. in which Fumes the Engineer plugged in. You have all these platforms in which artists can kind of sharpen their steel and, you know, grow as far as like their bars, artistically, all that kind of stuff. But there has been an ongoing discussion, mainly on Twitter, about whether the UK is lacking in artist development, mm. um, especially in this kind of like online social media era where, you know, you can drop a viral tune, it goes viral, and then you have a six-figure deal with a label and you have you don't even know how to perform live. You know what I mean? You don't know how to entertain a crowd. So with that, is it something that is a problem in the UK as far as there not being that many avenues that allow for artists to cultivate their skills, basically. Is it, 100%. Is it a UK problem or is it just a music problem right now? Because like you said, Ice Spice, just, I, just, <laughs> yeah. well, it's just what Ice Spice. I mean, it's a music problem, but we're doing it in, yeah, specifically about the UK. I just feel like it's an art, I think the way social media has now taken music, mm. I don't think it's a UK problem. I just think it's a universal music problem because of how easy it is for someone to go on TikTok, make a viral song, get signed, go perform it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, what, but what makes you think the artist isn't being cultivated or they're not cultivating that art, even though those are the forums in which they're going about to get to get to, to pop? I think like, the problem is, is that if you have a, in more often cases than not, you have somebody like a nice spice who typically comes out with one song because of the way the world is right now. TikTok explodes the record label hurries to get everything sorted out so they can push something out quickly to to take advantage of that momentum. And typically they fall, a cliff, fall off a cliff after that because they don't have like a follow-up or a follow-up or a follow-up. Mm. So yes, artist development is completely dead because it is now a rushed process as opposed to back in the day when it was A&R, I see the talent, let's talk about what your vision is, what are you comfortable with, how we see you doing gotcha. it. Like we're gonna hook you up with this person, this stylist, we're gonna get you on that feature. It was a process. Like back in the day, artists didn't just come out. They didn't, mm. right? There was a process that we didn't see that was happening in the background. Artist development is kind of dead now. Um, back in the day, like you're talking about like sharpening steel and that, like Delight FM, like so solid and mm. all these people, you'd hear them on Sundays or whatever, just like making mistakes, but just mm. like going back to back and barring mm. and so on and so forth. Deja vu, we, we, deja vu et cetera, et cetera. We don't really have that anymore. And I know you mentioned like the freestyle places as well, but like a lot of the time that's pretty orchestrated by the by the labels or mm. so you're taking advantage of like industry connects that you've got. Mm, it's not accessible to all. Mm. Shout out Jamal Edwards. That's why SBTV was amazing because for the most part, I knew people who didn't blow, who got an SBTV, F64, yeah. whatever it may be, right? But the avenues now, 100% have shrunk. Like you can't even make, I, I said before, like you can't even make like mixtapes on like a, a track a fire freestyle on someone's beat anymore, mm. right? Without getting a bang on the door on your SoundCloud or on your YouTube from Universal Music Group saying they've done the technological scanning of the music. Sounds like you're using one of our beats. 
that has to come down. So everything has to be like a polished, finished product now, mm. um, which means that artists actually don't have a great deal of opportunity to make mistakes um, and build. Mm. That's it. You have to be the finished article these days. Yeah. Even when you are someone who makes a bop in your bedroom, it goes viral and you get a deal. By you signing that deal and by your song going viral, you're basically seen as a finished article that doesn't 100%. need any other type of development. 100%. And it shows in the music. They always want you to try and recreate that thing that got you signed in the first place mm -hmm. with no real artistic development to speak of. Mm -hmm. A&Rs these days will literally tweet, send me links to music, let me check it out. Mm. And that's their way of kind of discovering, you know, the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Rather than back in the day when it was a little bit more, I don't want to say sophisticated, but it was a different method in which they found artists. So to that point, artist development is very much lacking. Um, even when you go to like stuff like gigs and you see the artists not really entertaining in the crowd. Mm. They don't, don't know, know what they're doing after the they time. Don't, they don't know what they're doing yeah. after the time. That aspect of the game is foreign to them. Mm. Like they don't know what to do. So mm. it's very much different from back in the day when, you know, even when you were releasing music mm. and you're getting a buzz and you're getting bigger, it felt like you were literally developing and you were becoming more well-rounded. Whereas now, if you have the viral hit and the virality, that's really and truly the only marker. But how do you, how do you man like categorize like being developed though? Because if you say you, um, you make a song, you send it to a label, they sign you, they release the song, but it's not part of an album. Even if there's a big buzz around a song that's dropped and you're getting all this acclaim and all this like popularity in that. If the album doesn't come until maybe two, three years later, isn't that period between when that song has come out and blown and the album coming out, isn't that the development period? Potentially. I don't think the record labels care to develop artists though. And they never really well, Don't you think that that's long. what's going on when and that, because Meg, for instance, how long between Hot Girl Summer and the first that, and the album did, did did it come out? But she went she, through an issue she, with a record label. Yeah, and, and, I, actually, and I actually think she's the antithesis <laughs> to what we're talking about because I actually do think Megan was developed. And I think that 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 shows in in the level of star that she has reached, um, and the Grammys that she's won that she didn't deserve, um, and all of the other. And all <laughs> of the other put that in there. I mean, she's never made anything of real significant quality, but she's a product. <laughs> no, she hasn't. Like for me, anyway. That's, true. that's my true. opinion. Her, true. Stuff, her stuff isn't isn't great. Like I remember her song "Big Old Freak," and I I, I liked how she was rapping on that and what she was saying, but like. It kind of went off a cliff after that, but you can tell that there's money behind her. Yeah, yeah. They're giving her time. They're giving her space. Nothing really feels like this is going to be the last time you're going to hear her. Mm. Whereas in the case of, I know we're talking about her a lot, and this is no diss her because what Ice Spice is like 21. Mm. I'm not trying to shit on somebody who's like very very new, but like you can you can tell. First track sounds exact. Second track sounds exactly like the first track. Everything seems very rushed out. I felt for the girl when she went on to her first festival gig. Rolling loud. Yeah, she, she was. She, it. Yeah, she, she was getting eaten it. alive because she couldn't really perform, and it's just like it doesn't even look like they got her in like a, in like a room like this in front of a mirror. Just like doesn't even look like they got her it doing that. Rush on stage. You know, they even got her on a treadmill doing like just running, just so she can get her breath control. Mm. Doesn't look like any of it took place. And before you know, it, it won't be two years before Ice Spice has an album. Mm. It'll be soon. Mm. It'll be New Year. Or a mixtape of any kind. Or a mixtape of some kind. Yeah, just something. Um, and that is less to do with wanting her to be this future superstar. It's more to do with the fact that she's got a buzz and they want to monetize it quick. That's what they're on. They uh, want to milk and it. And then she'll be gone. I feel like we do it differently here. I feel like it takes longer for albums to come than in the US. So it seems like, That's true. even though we're, I think, across the whole culture, maybe there isn't enough time. There's maybe not enough artists even being developed within a significant amount of time. 
I think particularly here, it still seems like we're still doing it a bit more. I think, yeah. I think here there's... Would you not, would you not say so? <sighs> it depends. I think of Hardy Caprio. Hardy Caprio has oh, basically man. been like just a label situation. He's been making music, giving it to the label, and they've been saying no because yeah. it hasn't been a certain thing. It hasn't been what's made him pop previously. Isn't so that part of the development though? No, because he's trying to develop, but they're not allowing him. There's no... Cr- there's no... So... They're it's not, not giving necessar- him nothing back. Yeah, it's not necessarily the artist's fault, but it's more the structure around it that means that we spent all this money on you. We plan to make it back. Yeah. You need to do this in order to do it. Um, but so the worst part is they're saying, go and figure it out. Yeah. Like, we're not helping you here. But then which if you look at... Central, development. Development. But then that's if you look at Central C, is yeah. that development to you? Yeah, because he's like Meg, yeah. in the yeah. sense that that's there is a, a litany of but power the and influence is behind him. So I don't mean to go. But is the difference then not getting a record label involved. There's a, there's a record label behind Sench. From what I heard, Sench is fully, fully, fully independent. But then the conversation around developing does, doesn't even happen without a Ain't label then. What do you think? He just signed with Sony Publishing. You think he wasn't there before with his time? Yeah, he, he definitely was. Oh, Listen, so you, just have to check, you just have to check the YouTube <laughs> thumbnails. Ah, you're not you just have to check that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's, but that's what they do. Like, and you know, I don't want to bring up my, um, my man again, but like some of the biggest artists have... I don't want to mention his name in there. I'm, I'm a little bit more close. To Stormzy. To the, I mean, I, that was his. That was Mo. <laughs> that was Mo. Oh, we know about that though. Um, I'm not going to say that, but like, yeah, we the the new, I guess, flex in rap is the independent side, yeah. hustle. That's the new brag, isn't it? And the reality is that like, you can't be as big as Central C, like out of nowhere, mm. really relatively speaking, like, and not have a, something behind you. Mm. That's fair. Mm. But he is doing it the right way. He's, he is getting developed because he's dropping songs, he's dropping projects. And even if he is affiliated with a label or not, he's very much focused on the music rather than anything around it sort of thing. He's very much like on the music versus someone who might have the virality, might sign a deal, might not necessarily be as invested in the music and still having a certain status sort of thing. But I don't, sorry, go on, go on. No, go. Um, I don't know how you develop about a label. How do you like, to me, um, when I think of like an artist developing, actually no, you probably can, but I guess when, when I think about an artist developing, I think it's just taking their time with their craft, making mistakes, figuring out what flows work, what sound works, what is their sound, so type of artist they want to be. I think that's part of the development as well as performing in front of a mirror, so figuring we, out, so you know what I mean? Sorry, we just yeah, yeah, go on. So can't you, do that better without having a record label, because a record label is gonna push you. You need, I think you need, you need, you need someone outside of yourself to be able to help you with the measuring stick of what you're trying to do. Because, but you can't judge. How do you judge yourself? No, but one thousand percent. Say you're a record label mm. and you've got an artist who's gone clear on TikTok mm. and just made a song that's viral. Mm. If you're a record label, now you're gonna sign out artists, mm. push that single, mm. give me another one, three months down the line, you're done. Mm. Whereas if you don't sign, mm. that's when you could take care of your art. I think record labels are killing oh, the actual And I thought that's what this topic was about, right? Like More than the independent. Yeah. I think the record labels have destroyed it because to them, it's we're chasing a quick buck. Listen, they have Make been a viral one. single, blow. So are you saying the only way to ensure that you continue to develop is to not sign? I'm not saying don't <laughs> sign because everyone needs to sign eventually yeah. to someone. But I think the, the more you rush your sign mm. is the more you'll fall off. But how do you, you measure rushing it though? Because if you've been grinding, making your art for like two, three years, you might feel like you know what I'm developing. I hear you, but that could be a rush thing, though. Still, I hear you. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing. But you for know artists. when someone rushes. Well, look at look at, you know look at someone, you know, let's, let's take an example. Let's take an example. Dizzy Rascal, right? Mm. 
He signed to XL. He was 18. He dropped Boy in the Corner. We now see it as a classic. Before that, he was doing sets. He was doing radio. Big he time. was doing sidewinders. He was doing uh, Eskimo dances. That was a kind of development because he was working on the live aspect. Yeah. He was making beats. He was working on the music aspect. He was writing bars. So there are ways in which to do it. And we can see from how he transitioned to become like the first grime superstar that he was developed. So there are ways to do it. And it doesn't always mean that a label doesn't have to be involved. I actually think the times are different. I think now labels are more so concerned about what's going to pop mm-hmm. versus, you know, an actual artist having the freedom and having the time to build themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think priorities might have changed. I think I think labels ultimately just want to get away with doing the very least at any given time. So if you were Excel back in the day, like having a, a, a fully ready Dizzy Rascal would have been like, like literal gold dropping into your hands, right? Like every now and again, you have an artist who's just so stratospherically better than everyone that the artist development piece isn't actually needed. But when he got signed and he released two albums which he already had ready, like he had them tucked, right? The artist development with Dizzy came after because he made a pivot towards stuff that was a little bit more commercial. And, you know, that's when he got his money, right? Because for as much as those first two albums were like successes to us and he got like the critical acclaim, these albums didn't make him like untold wealth. It was when he did Bonkers. It's when he did Dance With Me With Calvin Harris and went to number one, right? So the artist development definitely happened with him because he had the, he had, he had already earned it. But he's, he's di- but he's different because he came to them as an um, unbelievable talent that nobody could deny. The problem is, is that a lot of artists aren't necessarily being like super honest with themselves. Like a nice spice getting signed or you know whatever her situation is. If she is signed and looks at that as a result of her talent versus a result of her TikTok virality, then we have an issue. Art- artists need to kind of be honest with themselves. And if they go down the route of thinking that it's for reasons that aren't um, what they are, that's when it can be a bit tricky. But ultimately, record labels are going to try and get away with as little as possible, yeah. especially today. Mm. Um, and there's so many opportunities to do that with TikTok artists now. Mm. Um, yeah, because it does the hard work for them. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, artists are doing all of the work still. I mean, it still sounds like some labels still care about the development. Because when we had Sean here, like she spoke about it as well. She spoke about like having certain artists and, you know, allowing them to take their time with their art and the label actually helping them with that. So there are still some labels that help who are those artists i can't remember who she mentioned because they they i think she mentioned some pretty big ones and again that kind of goes back to what i'm saying if you have a view in your mind that the artist in question has it then of course the investment's going to come but unfortunately like each record label right now doesn't have like tens and 20 in terms of amazing artists on their roster they've got like one or two who are keeping the lights on Mm. and the others just like single churn Album chart. It's a, it's it's a conveyor belt. 100%, 100%. And I also think it depends on your worldview. I think relative to Cyan, who has kind of been like a radio host, she's kind of seen a lot of the scene and a lot of the big players in the scene now develop to become what they are. She values artist development more than someone who might not necessarily have been mm. in that world. Mm. So I think it's relative to the person and it's relative to the companies involved as well. Mm. If you're someone who is a music fan, has a job as an A&R, doesn't really know how to get their foot into the door, mm. they tweet, you know, let me get new music, blah, 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 mm. and they go that avenue. They might not necessarily have as much of an appreciation for the the journey mm. as they would the destination. Mm. Mm. So I think it depends. So do you think the game is lacking without like the pirate radios and I guess the 
and more forums for more artist cultivation. Yeah, because it because the one thing that the rec the private radio did and the the mixtape circuit did and all of that stuff that you know um, I guess New York in some respects popularized a lot with a lot of their their DVDs and stuff is it allowed you to have a very very different more intimate view on who the artist is. So if anything, the the fan base that you were cultivating on radio and on these DVD things acted as your main sort of defense yeah. against the labels. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this. I've got this. Yeah. This is working. Look, look at my views mm. on these radio stations and on these YouTubes. But then, how, how are you going to tell me to make a commercial song when this is what's popping for me here? So mm. it gives, it gave artists who were being pushed down the potentially a commercial yeah. route mm. a a defense. Yeah, but this is the problem. If the same way you said it, their currency was the fans for pirate radio. The currency today is TikTok videos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it? If that's the currency today. That's how people get. One hundred percent, bro. Like, TikTok, it is. bro if you're TikTok, not, not, for, biggest, not for all artists, bro, not for all artists in the world now, are complaining now, about the fact that the record labels are putting these yeah, obligations on them to like have to TikTok content. Mm. So now so you could be like Florence and the Machine, yeah. and they're saying to her, "Can you make a TikTok, please?" Ballsy. Like, so and this is outside rap. You get what I'm saying? Now, whereas with the pirate radio, with the pirate days, it would have been my fans are this, this, this. Now it's I'm getting six, 60 mil views mm. on this one song from TikTok alone. Mm. That's now the currency. That's how people, that's why I think with Pirate Radio, I don't know if it can ever come back because of the way everyone's attention span is set up today. Mm. And I think it's just going to get- And radio is a dead format. And radio, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. It's only going to get worse before it gets better in terms mm. of that. Mm. Unless they bring radio to TikTok and Instagram, like it's a little button, radio, bang. Mm. But then who's going to listen to that? People I mean, I, bro, if, if, I, uh, if I could tap into like freestyles from Skepta and the like no, on, on an Instagram or a TikTok, I'm, I'm not on TikTok, but like if they could bring it back. They just yeah. need to make radio palatable for the newer generation. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, but I think that's what, the, yeah, just answer. I think that's a problem. They too. definitely need more. They need more avenues. Uh, like labels are, sorry, artists on labels today are like massively limited on what they can do. Like, and ultimately that kills the art because artists want to be free. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They want to collaborate with as many people as they want. They want to probably release more stuff than than we see. Uh, they want to make more mistakes. As much as they say that they don't like the criticism associated with like bad 16s or bad collabs, whatever, like artists fundamentally just want to trash it out. Um, but the limitations that are put on them by the labels in terms of like contractual obligations and the fact that these same labels won't even let, let them like drop a hot 32 on like a push a T beat because it's not push a T on it. Mm. It's difficult. Like what can you, what really can you do? Yeah. All you can do is like dances on TikTok. Mm. And what's that telling the, the fans about your art? Not a lot. Mm. It's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. When the biggest artists in the world's doing it, everyone has to follow. Mm. So yes, yeah, so to your point, like I get you, kind of where you were going, like is the, do is the development piece of it solely on the labels? Um, no, not necessarily. Like artists go through development on their own, but I think the ones who are signed by labels are owed artist development by the labels, unless of course they go to the label as this absolute finished article with a product which is just pops. I think you said it down to a T. I right. think uh, artists got to be realistic with themselves yeah. and know why they got signed. Yeah, I think that's all it comes down to to yeah. a T. Mm. I think if you know you got signed without trying to be rude, based off your talent, yeah. then you know where you're trying to head towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you got signed based off your TikTok, yeah. Then and you can't expect. Then like, you can't yeah, expect yeah. anything from that person. Yeah. Respectfully, you can't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. I think it's what you said, bro. Yeah. It's interesting because we're we're talking about there not being enough, I guess, forums for artist development and that. But it, at the same time, man, like there's a lot more opportunities for artists to come through and 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 and, and be signed or to be be placed um, to have a platform where they can share their music with more people. So, 
I get what you man are saying and that, but there's still a positive aspect to the way the landscape is as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that comes with the scene just getting bigger and, you know, it just there being more of an attention placed on the music mm. and the and the scene as and the music coming out of the scene. I think that's it's a byproduct of that rather than any kind of artist development. Mm. I hear what you're saying though. Mm. Um there's definitely a positive more people getting signed, more people mm -hmm. are in the light and stuff. But again, like you do have to be in a certain position to even get to that point, mm. sort of thing. Whereas before you could <laughs> mess up, yeah. you could practice, you could do all that and you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then you carry on, innit? Yeah, and there's also first movers advantage. And what I mean by that is like when we when we shifted towards like bear share, cause our lime wire and that, um, and it was this new thing for everybody. We had one person, one one artist who who was ahead of everybody, and as a result, forged a massively successful career over it. Soldier Boy, mm. right? But then everybody got on the internet. Mm. Would Soldier Boy be successful today? Probably not. Mm. No, because it's the norm. Now. Because it's the norm. So. Yes, it's easier to bring your product to market today. There are way more avenues. You can upload a video on YouTube quicker than ever before, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. But everybody's doing that. It's oversaturated, man. Mm -hmm. You can't control it. Yeah. I think it's, if we're at the peakness of whack shit game. <laughs> yeah, like, on, 100%. It's about to be a tsunami of mm -hmm. terrible music Yeah. for the next however many years, man. Mm -hmm. and yeah, and they're shorter long. tracks. They're all minute, minute and a half long as well. Yeah, like. Like, don't get me wrong. It's the goodness is always going to be there. But we're getting to have a tsunami yeah. of trash. You know what a tsunami means? Yes, and that's what we're gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> you watch that Panther, right? Yeah, yeah, you watch yeah. Panther, Big up right? Neymar, man. You know Neymar when he just came to Wakanda. Okay. Okay. How did now? No, well, how did we? How did this happen? Kuku Khan, <laughs> yeah. When Kuku Khan came to Wakanda, that's what we're about to he have. He flooded that thing, man. Yo, he flooded it. Like, Spoiler man. alert. No one would have been impressed by the way he got flooded. God, Spoiler alert, as if we're listening, bro. You see what I'm saying? Um, Some people might be listening. We might actually stop. Spoiler alert if you're not gonna watch it. Yeah, but my point is the tsunami that they saw in Wakanda forever is the same tsunami. You can't control it. We actually can't control the music yeah. that we're getting. So yeah. you might are linking like artist development to this new internet age that isn't really new anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no time. And essentially what you might are telling me is that like we're worse off. Yeah. The whole industry is Oh, worse the music off. industry is- We're going to shit. Basically, the music industry is worse than it's ever been. Yeah, it's gonna be. But it's still be, a lot of quality music, no, but bro. The poorness is gonna no. Be. The mechanics yeah. of it. Oh, the mechanics of it. I mean, even in music terms, it's not as good as it was. Mm. And you need to look at the record label's perspective. If they sign someone based on a certain amount of views, they need to put that person back in front of your face within mm. two, three months. Mm. Say if Ice Spice gets signed and then you don't hear from Ice Spice a year later, you're naturally gonna forget. Mm. The record label has to maximize. They're already calling her a one-hit wonder, dog. Do you get what I'm saying? But as in, you still see her in your front of your face. She didn't even have one hit. I still don't know what her song was. I promise you, I've seen it on TikTok, but on, but I you don't know. I was feeling you. Yeah, you. I remember you done it, but I've never. You know, even I still haven't listened to it. Mm, I can't do it. It's like a minute it's, long. It's, it's too fast. I can't listen to it. I'm sorry. I find it too fast. It's very frantic. And she's always got the same promo game. If you look actually deep, I suppose promo game. Just being sexy. Just being sexy. Song Niash. Let's move. It works. It does work. Don't look at me in my eye when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, yeah, the mechanics of the industry are worse. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, the internet, TikTok and all that has allowed certain artists that maybe wouldn't have got the opportunity had there not been a TikTok or internet are now like the biggest names in the mm. game right now. Mm. Says a lot about where we're at, mm. for sure. Mm. And, you know, as a result, artist development isn't as much of a pressing issue to a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. These artists need artist development, they need therapy. Better contracts. That's the holy trinity. For real. Honestly. Yeah, man. Big facts. Um, because, 
and look, there is a there is a positive side because more and more we're seeing the artists are using rap as a bit of a stepping stone. So that's positive in the sense of they are in it for a reason and they're not going to allow themselves to be screwed by a label mm -hmm. long term. But that also has long-term effects on mm -hmm. music's quality mm -hmm. over time. So as fans, to Mo's point, it's going to get very, very techy because, you know, we're going to have derivatives of I Spice music soon and derivatives of that derivative and things are going to get very, very low quality. Sweet. But but I just look, I just hope it all somehow leads to the power just moving away from the labels. Like, mm. we need to bring back a way of, of, of di direct to artists purchasing and whatever we can do because it's yeah, you sh we shouldn't be beholden to labels like this anymore. Mm. They don't mm. care about you fundamentally. Mm. Put your shit on Bandcamp. Big facts, big facts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I always, say, I always say to people, I always, I always say to people, it's okay to have like your Spotify's or whatever your titles, whatever, but like just spend that 10 pounds. We know that when you download it to, you, to your computer, you're probably not gonna upload it to your iTunes, right? It's just gonna sit on your hard drive, but you've bought it, right? Mm. If you want to go stream it because that's part of your day-to-day -day workflow that is fine but just buy it buy it if you like that artist it means mm. it means everything mm. um having said that i still need to put all five of them soul albums on my phone because i still ain't listening to that oh, shit. Bro. i still got them i got them on my phone <laughs> yeah. i still yeah, need I to would, do that i would, I would appreciate them putting that on Bandcamp. yeah i'm not gonna lie <laughs> at Bandcamp. yeah well, you know, it's different it's different yeah. but listen man salute to everyone salute to the scene yeah, you um, can make music salute to you too congratulations you too. Oh, yeah. If you make whack music. That was a great double entendre, though, because you two make whack music as well. And they forced it on us. <laughs> and, they and they put it's it in our phone. Beautiful day. And they put it in our phone. Fifteen years later. Uh, I don't know how we allowed years. them to Shut get it that down. off, bro. Fam. How did they? How were they allowed to get that off, man? I didn't even know that Ridiculous. was you two all this time. Trust me. Yo, yo, Bono had uh, Steve Jobs in his pocket, bro. Like it's mad, didn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. That's how we got that done. Versus Zimmer. I don't see the correlation, man. I won't lie to you. Anyway, we're gonna wrap up something completely like unplanned, but. This week, the uh, Grammy nominations came out. Fam. I don't even know. Look, oh, wait, look. I know where you're going with this. Was this going to be no, a no, thing? No, no, no. I, just, I know where you're going with this. Wanna, just, I'm not I'm ready for this, yet. Pissed off. I just want to go through it. I just want to go through it. You might not know. I don't even know. No, I did. Right, cool. No, no, talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. All right, cool. So talk I'm just going to go through it. Uh, yeah. just, just specifically the rap uh, category. Yeah. The best rap performance. Yeah. This one's fine. DJ Khaled, God Did. Yeah. Doja Cat, Vegas. No. Gunner and Future Pushing P. Okay. Hit Kid and Glorilla, FNN. Shout out Glorilla. Yeah, she Glorilla. got a, she got a Grammy. No, 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 I like her though. She's yeah, nominated. Yeah, yeah. I like her. Yeah. Shout out her. I'd rather be the Cardi. Heart Part yeah. Five, Kendrick Lamar. Lotto was uh, nominated for Best New Artist as well. Big Lotto. Yo. Big Lotto. Lotto. So wait, what was, that's the best rap songs. Best rap Yo, these lighties have got me by the balls in hip hop right now in rap. It's them songs. Ray, Lotto, Doja. No, but wait, what? Ice. Sick. What's going on? Yeah, but that's a sick list. Yeah, best yeah. melodic rap performance. Okay. DJ Khaled, Beautiful. Future Wait For You, Jack Harlow First Class. Jack who? Sorry. Kendrick Lamar, gets worse. Kendrick Lamar, Die Hard, Lato, Big Energy. Am I a dickhead? It gets worse. Best rap song, Jack Harlow, J Churchill Downs, DJ Khaled, God Did, Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part Five, Gun and Future Pushing P, Future Wait For You, Best Rap Album. Why is Jack Harlow, you know what, let me shut my mouth. DJ Khaled, God Did. Rap Album. Future, I Never Liked You. Koji Radical's better than both of them. Jack Harlow, come home, the kids miss you. I thought you were going to leave that to last. That's oh, so disrespectful. I'm just doing it in order. Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and Pusha T, it's almost dry. When did Cole's album come out? Just and like Cole's album? Last yeah. year. Was that last year, this year? Yeah, way last, last year. Way last year. Last year. All right, cool. Yeah, Mr. Morale's going to clean walk it. Or Pusha T, I don't mind even want to be honest with you. 
I mean, just for rap. Yeah. Just for rap. I need to see Pusha push win. I don't think he will. But um, you wouldn't mind Kendrick. Oh, man, I would love... It would be so, so amazing if Pusha T won Best Rap Album. Mm. Mm. Same way it would have been amazing if, if Freddie Gibbs won it for Alfredo, right? Like, mm. It would have been absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, that list stinks. Heart Part 5 has dominated the uh, the, um, yeah. the nomination. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar eight. has Best Album as well as Best Rap Album for... for, for oh, so he's going to scoop up the Best Stick rap that album. up your fucking pipe and smoke it. Uh-huh. Uh, not that the Grammys mean anything. Um, but um, Why Jack... Heart, but, but do you see what I mean about Plants? This is the worst rap category for the Grammys I've ever seen. No, it's up there. It's this up is there. bad. You know, Cold G Radical's better than all of them. Bar two. And, and Jack Harlow like, motherfucker around and win the best rap album. There's no way. <laughs> they gave it to Macklemore the first year Kendrick was nominated. They probably put like Koji Radical on like a best world album. Brav. World music. Do you remember Macklemore won it ahead of... But here's the thing. That's how it? I know. But that's how I know the Grammys do not Best world music is a fucking par, bro. don't care about what's going on. you deep it. They don't care. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means to categorize something as world? Yeah, Macklemore won it. Was it As if all these other planets are not made. Yeah. It beat Good Kid. It beat Good Kid. The year Macklemore won it, right? Yeah. What? The year Macklemore won the Grammy. He beat Good Kid Man yeah, these are criminals. And then, he, and then he cleaned up with uh, to pimp as a as a sorry. Yeah, and these then, men are disrespectful. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you don't annoy me, man? But in good news, Toby Nigue mm. nominated for best new artist. Mm-hmm. We saw him. We saw him live um, a yeah, couple weeks ago. I've got oh, another good news. Nicki Minaj wasn't nominated. Yeah, there was a big Ferrari about she's that. She's had bro. a shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Apparently, she's had an amazing. Her songs were whack, bro. Super freaky girl was whack. Like, I'm sorry. But it's, part, but it's part of the whole conspiracy. It's Nikki, isn't it? Oh, 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 I just want I just want the goats to be a bit more graceful. No, I, but with Nikki, she's never. Nikki, Nikki's I never just want the goats. You know it's I been a long no, week. No Cardi yeah. song with Glorilla. I wouldn't have minded that ahead of you know the other one that got picked. I love their content. You know what I want? No. I want us all to get like more knowledge of self in it and stop putting our arms up for these dumb like. <laughs> Award shows to flipping judge and yo, who's got who's got incense? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need more knowledge Can we dim the lights? Never Can we dim? Never click. Anymore, who got man? the lights? Never That's anymore. it, man. Anymore, Grammys don't mean shit, man. They don't. We're, they king, don't. we're kings, and we are still we're still not propping up BET. We're still not propping up the places that actually say the Soul Train Awards. Yeah, man. Soul Train Award. Yeah, man. What's my name? What's the Soul Train? Why did you always? I don't know, bro. What you say we should be showing up front and sending the yeah, BT awards. The soul trainer was even going. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's with flares. <laughs> I said I want you to be front and center the BT awards. <laughs> Why is Khaled so nominated so many times? By the way, no idea. Where? I mean, God did. No, but what's the second one? Oh, no, I, no, God I, does I a lot. I didn't actually listen to the album. I'll be honest. I didn't listen. <laughs> to I mean, you listened to the album. Yeah, it's not that. Who <laughs> <laughs> you? But yeah, this is a terrible. But the Grammys terrible. never get it right. Like, is the Heart Part Five the best thing that that, Kanye, uh, that Kendrick has put out in the it's last? Amazing, Shall I be honest with you? Just Father Time, for example, is better than every single song it. on that list. I love it. But this is what I'm saying. Look yeah, how many, look at how many amazing songs are on. I got daddy issues. That's all. Right, come on, Die Hard is the one that goes. I hope I'm not too late mm-hmm. to make my demons. That's not even the best song. Again, you guys seen the video for? Uh, yeah, oh, I watched yeah. that today. You watched it. Rich Spirit. He's, he's on another planet, man. Kendrick. Oh my God. Kendrick is going to die the goat. Oh man. No, well, Kendrick's probably going to clean up anyway. Kendrick uh, is going to be the best of all time. He's a, he's a Grammy darling. But Jack Harlow, though, best rap album. I think Kendrick is going to be the best album. Didn't Pitchfork give it like a one point? Two more albums. Zero five. Okay. I didn't see any cause positive like review about it. Not one. Not one. And le- and yet here we are. And I'm fucking pissed. I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing Jack Harlow like in the boxes <laughs> and to the Chelsea matches and hugging up H. I don't even like H. I don't like it. Hugging up Reese James. You know I've never listened They're to They're dying for these white rappers to outsell us. I'm sick of it. You know I've never listened to a full Jack Harlow song for it. What was the one when he done the the horse thing with Drake? That was yeah, a good that's song. Yeah, Churchill Downs. That was that's a hard. That's a good song. That's, that's, that's good. That was hard. I generally, I'm not here for Jack Harlow. 
I can't do it. Yeah, I don't care. You look like a great guy. Mm-hmm. He seems like a great human being, I'll be honest with you. He's not better than Russ. Not, what'd you say? Well, not li- li- Russ. Lyrically. Yeah. Russ just is corny to me. I like Russ. Russ is a bit corny. Yeah, but I say, I'm independent, I'm independent. Okay, cool, I'll get you independent. <laughs> he out. is actually independent. Yeah, but he shouts Shout at him, shout out. Like I like Russ, man. He's, he's meant to be like, Hella rich. He's out of here. He's out of here. He makes rich. all his pictures as well. He but like Jack Harlow looks like a good guy. It's just with your music. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. What was the one he took the Fergie sample? Yeah. Glamorous was it? Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing who wins what. Uh, like come the Grammy stuff. Awards. I don't know when it is, but it's next year. I don't know if I've ever watched the Grammy Awards. Bro. Nah, never. <laughs> nah, yeah. Me neither, Clips man. the day after, maybe, but the whole thing? What for? Nah, I've never watched the full Grammy Awards. There's no chance. I can't. Actually, no, I watched it when Kendrick performed when he came up with the chains and that. Yeah, but I just caught but it the on the, Yeah, I just caught it on the YouTube. I didn't watch the, the awards. I saw Eminem I perform once. One. I think it was done. No, but I remember the Oscars when he done Aimer. Yeah. Yuck. But yeah, no, shout out Toby and Wigway, man. That show was, I mean, by the way, Coco, Camden, you need to sort out your sound, Rubeway, because, <laughs> yo, we, you really fucked up the funk that night. Mm. Um, but Toby and Wigway killed that shit. He did. Shout out yeah. Fats and Wigway as well, his Big wife. Up. Shout out to kids. Um, shout out to kids. Mm. Um, it was no, quite. It was quite a nice week for gigs, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Kendrick as well. We saw him. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unbelievable. Mo, where were you? Paris. Oh yeah. Kendrick. Nah, I got my weekends fucked. I thought I was gonna be. I thought he was coming that Thursday. I thought he was coming that Friday. Mm. So I got my dates fucked. Yeah. But I didn't know he was here. Was it a Wednesday? Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm fuming. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I've still got to see him live, innit? Mm. Have you seen him live? Oh, no, I'm fuming. Third time. It's scared to a point that it's burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta sort that out, bro. So I'm just gonna gauge it. If he comes to a festival in the UK, I'm gonna go. I'll wait for I need to see Kendrick live. Yeah. I can't lie to you. It was literally the most ridiculous it show. Was, yeah, it was oh, for real? Ridiculous. Fire, I just wanna hear Father Time live. Yeah, it was fire, man. Yeah, he did, he did do fire. And I didn't enjoy the album, but yeah, that maybe. He just breathed live. You went? Yeah, cool. He didn't deserve that. He did. actually he didn't, didn't deserve really. that. No, don't even he look did, at me did. and tell me you went. It's the way he said it. I didn't even enjoy the album, but I went. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. He made some of those songs that I don't even yeah. like off the album. Just yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Also, just just yeah. different oh, yeah, beats. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gone back to the album yet, but yeah. <laughs> I will, though. Yeah. I, I definitely will. Oh, that, I can't tell you about how much I love that album, bro. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah, sit, that album day is... But it's surprising so, how many people, it just doesn't sit well with them. Bro, that album's so gone clear to me. I was listening to it today. Like that album, yeah. I still go back. I listen to it weekly. Like gone clear. That album's gone clear. To, I love that album. So where does it rank in Kendrick's discog? To me, yeah. I mean, it's probably like number four still, ish. I'll be honest with you. It's above damn. So I've got it further than damn four. Yeah. So after the after the uh, Toby and Wigway gig, I listened to To Pimp a Butterfly. I went some long route home. I listened to To Pimp a Butterfly again. I listened to Damn. But what, all that through. way home, bro? Did you go Somalia, fam? <laughs> no, there was some skipping, obviously. But like, oh. I agree with you. I think damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think damn. Looking back, isn't as good as Mr. Morale. Yeah. Uh, what? And it's definitely nowhere near as good as. That's my point. That's, 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 uh, that's interesting. What about you, Yam? Yeah. Ah, uh, boy. You've got to do it. You've got to sit on it. Innit? Having it said good that, good kid first. Yeah. Probably damn second for me. Swear. And then having said that, it's like comparing Messi and then to Mr. Morale. Morale. Oh no. But then think about it. It's the do you see what I'm saying? Like comparing. It's yeah. just. You're not. It's come like on. comparing the first four albums of Kanye. Yeah, come so I'm on, saying man. They're not four great come albums. on, man. It's, it's just difficult. It's difficult. And look, it will change. It will change. But to Pimp a Butterfly, man, I was listening back to that and I was like, bro. sweet Jesus. Bro. Bro. Kendrick Lamar. Bro. Was different, man. Bro. And that, it, yeah, man. include Section 80. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I mean. He's uh, going to be the uh, GOAT, to bro. To Pimp was For a me, different bag, though. Yeah, to uh, Pimp is different. Different bag. Like, oh, he just needs. Damn has unbelievable moments. Like, it was the intro and Damn, which I forgot about. Oof. The intro on Dan with that, like with the strings, and he's telling that story about meeting the lady. Like, mm. he no, is he, different. Well, Kendrick though. is going to be the greatest ever. Like, he's going to be unbelievable. As, as we said at the day's album, he's going to be the greatest ever. It's just a matter of when 
the human beings decide to accept it. <laughs> the, the human beings. <laughs> the human beings. Or when we are extinct. And I we can't stop, lie. Yeah. Now, when it comes to his next album, if he gives me so anything <laughs> similar to what this is, I'm not even know oh, that. I'm boy. jumping all the way. Out the way it's, a, it's a mad conversation. Shout out Baby Keem, man. Always. Shout out Baby Keem. Shout out Baby yeah. Keem. He performed as well. He opened oh, up. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Came yeah of course they did. Yeah, they came out family <gasps> time. Of course they did. Yeah, Sanford there as well. No, no, no. Okay. There were no guests other than Keem. I heard something about he done where he was in a box. Yeah. Where he was thinking about anyone want to explain that? It was. It was. <sighs> there was a section where he was like talking about having COVID, a COVID test. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in quarantine yeah. basically. So oh. he, he did two songs. One was with like people. It, it was in the box, and there were people in there, like in like suits and stuff. He's a genius. Yeah. And the last song oh, was Savior. Suits, and then the last song was Savior. Oh, so yeah. stand on it six five for five five. Fun yeah, fact, and it take your shit back. No, when I'm cold crazy. black, but I'm cold, cold black. black. Yeah. CC, wait a minute. Venaki. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Then I caught COVID and started to question Kyrie. Yo, I believed him. What? And on that note, <laughs> speaking of Kyrie, no, and on that note, and on that note, I did the same thing to him with the thing. Anyway, on that note, we are going to wrap up there. So, Nee, thank you. Once oh, again. lads, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having big me. Up, big up. I feel like I'm overstaying my welcome at this point. Oh, never, no, no, family at this point. Never, 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 never. But yeah, man, always welcome, always welcome. Any shout outs you guys want to make before we take the people? Cleo up? Soul, as, all, as always. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. Gotta yeah. do this right, man. Cleo Soul, always. She, she stays. She's posting a lot more now these days. Oh, is it big up, man? Mm. She's trying to go big. Uh, um, Erica Badu. I've got one. Big up as well. Uh, I, just wanna, I don't know if we, we haven't done an episode since Offset Pass, did we? Take off. Take off, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, we haven't. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. want to send my condolences to take off and the family. Because mm. I know, I was thinking have we recorded a podcast just to send the blessings, but mm. it's a deep loss. Yeah. That shit fucks me up. Yeah. It's a deep loss. And I didn't want to bring it negative. That's why I said it to It fucked me up. Um, RIP Takeoff. Yeah. Um, big, big, big Migos fan. Anybody who is like <sighs> the legacy, the disciples of Bone Thugs in them, obviously I've been a big fan of and how he died and the story around it is horrible. But yeah. But yeah, all take family. Off, shout out all of the fans, man. Shout out all of the Rhymes Like Diamonds fans. That's all my shout out right here. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, shout out to you, man. as well, man. Dope show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. and that, that was another yes. reason why the gig... Ayrton's. Yo, Ayrton smashed it. Smashed it. I'm sorry. I saw it on the TikTok. I was like, my dickhead. He smashed it. I don't even think he quite realized what he did as well. We saw him after. He was almost just like... Kind yeah. of a bit blase, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he smashed it, bro. And the venue was absolutely perfect. Shout out Lafayette and like King's Cross. Yeah, oh, is Venues, that what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. venue's fire. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, me? Yeah, big facts. Um, I ain't really got any shout outs. Shout out Ayrton, shout out the fans, shout out everybody, man. Yeah, All right, one last question before we pan out what? who's gonna win the World Cup? Brazil, I want Argentina to win. Who do you think's gonna win it? I want Argentina to win it as well. Brazil, who's gonna win it? Who do you want to win it? Brazil. I think Brazil are going to win it. I want Portugal to win it. Um, and and uh, it's annoying that I feel this way given what's happened with Cristiano this week. But like, yeah, I want Portugal to win it. Yeah. I, I love too much of Portugal's players and I know what it means to the country. Brazil, I think we'll win. Argentina, I want to win because of Messi. Um, same. I think Brazil's going to win it. And I want Argentina to clear it just for Messi. It's, it's, we, we don't want we don't want to have this conversation about who's the goat anymore. That's why we want Messi to tie it up. Yeah. Whereas yeah, for basically. me, it's like, look, basically. this conversation is just, it's already a wrap for me. Mm. It's a wrap for me, but oh, it's a wrap for me. Yeah, Messi's this is just this is more for like, like for example, the R nine debate yeah. earlier. It's kind of like you this guys is more wanting. Just, hey, shut up now, fam. Yeah. Like, he's done everything in football. It's like you wanting Drake to make a boom bap album so you can finally call him the goat. Huh? <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a boom bap album, bruv. <laughs> Literally, give me 12 
give me Yo, 12. I wasn't ready. I said, give me wait, 12 wait, when what? to say when's, and I'm good. That's what I want. That's literally what I want. Or give me six. Sandros. Give me six. Yeah. Until then, Some I guess Churchill it's... Downs, and I'm good. Yeah. Until, 12 then, of those. until then, I guess it's fuck me. I guess we'll never know. That's a, that's a song on her loss. I guess it's fuck me. I mean, yeah, it's um, double entendre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Drake's as well. As always, bro. Yeah, yeah. Salute, always, salute, always, salute, always. salute, salute, salute. Yeah, he's, he's trying to go home. <laughs> bro, man, Text these babes and that. Drake, who knows what Drake's is doing after this bro. podcast? Here, fam. This sneaky some of my bitch. So elusive, man. Mysterious, fam. Oh, man, this guy here, fam. This guy here, sneaky, fam. <laughs> go to a four box, come out with a different wardrobe. Daniel. Mm. Daniel's a different human being. Listen, man. Shout out to the sneaks in society. <laughs> Keep in there, keep in there. Nah, I feel you. But yeah, thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for watching as well. Um, Yeah, man, hope you enjoyed it. Um, Follow us on all the socials, at Rhymes Dimes Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us on YouTube, hit the bell so you're notified every time we drop new content. Like a vid, tell a friend to tell a friend, spread the word. We very much appreciate it. So until next time, take care, stay safe, peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that rapper with the ghost right up. What the fuck happened? Oh, no.